finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Frail, sickly, uh, 79-year-old man with about 97 comorbidities gets COVID and he can continue to do his job. He, wear, he wears a mask in these virtual meetings, but he's doing his job. He's holding meetings. He's tweeting incessantly about how he brought down the price of gas after he said he had no effect on the price of gas when it went up. He can do his job, but the healthiest people in the world, including the best tennis player in the world, he can't do his job because of COVID baseball players can't go over this, this imaginary line and play baseball in Canada because of COVID. It seems like it will never, the COVID madness will never end, but nothing seems more ridiculous than keeping these healthy young men from playing sports, playing sports uh, because they didn't get a jab that doesn't, stop the transmission doesn't stop you from getting COVID doesn't stop you from spreading COVID it, it, it continues these people these awful evil people just will not let go of this and it's gotten kind of ridiculous we'll get into that and uh, another January 6th defendant charged with a minor crime of parading has killed himself how many how many more must die it just seems so cruel we will read you a uh, a letter from one of the defendants whose life has been destroyed because he walked through an open door for a few minutes and took some pictures in the Capitol. It is just sad. It is heartbreaking. And uh, we'll let you hear from one who hasn't yet killed himself. Sounds like he might. Um, the, uh, uh, the, the climate crazies are just getting, getting after it. They're, they're gluing themselves to paintings. They're blocking traffic. And now Al Gore goes on TV I guess, uh, I don't know if it was in person, like he, I don't know if he took his private jet to New York or DC to do the interview and got picked up by a uh, SUV, a, 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 a convoy of SUVs, uh, left his, one of his many, many mansions to compare climate skeptics with the Uvalde Police Department. I will call this a new low from uh, Al Gore. We have the worst song ever performed by the worst person to ever play in the NFL. Well, maybe not the worst. I'd, I'd say OJ is probably worse, but Antonio Brown is back and he's got a new career and he's really not that good at this. He's a much better football player than he is a rapper. Uh, the Red Sox continue in their downward spiral since the owner called the, uh, called the fans racist as fuck. And I'm going to enjoy it. I am absolutely going to enjoy it. And the NYPD, the New York police department gets a dangerous, Squirt gun off the street. We all could feel better. We all could feel safer. They got a super soaker off the street, and they're proud of that. We'll show you that. And Ironhead tells me he found the sound from his big uh, 
his big uh, stand-up performance. Is this the one where you called your mother the C-word? No, no, no. This is just the uh, the overhyped oh. intro when I got called the wrong name. The overhyped <laughs> intro. I'm looking forward to hearing this. By the way, Dave Chappelle opened this weekend for uh, uh, for Chris Rock and Kevin Hart. Talk about a, a a show. Can you imagine showing up to see Chris Rock and Kevin Hart and the opening act is Dave Chappelle in Madison Square Garden? And I guess he had a few things to say about First Avenue, the club that boasts about being the safest place, the safest space in the country, that club. I guess Chappelle had a few things to say about them, uh, about that place. But uh, we can get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show, sponsored by Fabric. Life is already complicated. What if getting term life insurance to protect your family could be easy? Fabric has moved life insurance all online. So getting a policy that's right for your family isn't complicated at all. In fact, planning for your family's future has never been easier. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help make it easier to manage your family's finances. You don't need to schedule anything or make time for phone calls or appointments. Just apply online when it's convenient for you. In less than 10 minutes, you can apply, see your quote, and personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You can also be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric also has over 1,600 five-star reviews on trustpilot.com, and it's fully backed by Vantus Life. So you can feel confident that you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. They also have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash jerry. That's meetfabric.com slash G-E-R-R-Y. Meetfabric.com slash jerry. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantus Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Uh, this, these, these stories are heartbreaking, but the thing, the thing that really sets me off, I got to admit, the thing that is just so cruel is the way they're dismissed, that people don't care, that these January 6 people, their lives are destroyed, their businesses, their jobs, their families, their marriages, they lose all their money. I mean, they're just ruining people because they committed the the heinous offense of uh, supporting the wrong guy. Uh, and we know it's, it's not about the crime. If it were, then the Colbert crew would still be in jail. The Colbert crew committed a much more egregious offense then uh, let me get his name, Mark Ungst, A-U-N-G-S-T. He was 47 years old from South Williamsport, Pennsylvania. He was set to be sentenced by federal judge Reggie Watson uh, in September. He was looking at six months, maybe more. They never know. They're forced to plead guilty because if they don't, they're looking at 20 years. Uh, they're They're... Most of them, many of them, hundreds of them are in jail, pretrial, no bail, no charges, no, no to the trials keep getting postponed. They just keep torturing these people because they wore red hats and they walked through open doors. This is, again, another guy who committed no violence, who punched nobody, kicked nobody, broke nothing, did not assault a police officer. Well, it was too much for Mark Ungst, and uh, he committed suicide last week. This is... The, this is another one. There's been others. There was a, uh, there, there's, there's a couple other people who killed themselves, even though they weren't facing uh, any, the, any uh, felony charge. They weren't facing uh, any uh, accusations of committing violence or assault on police officers. Um, 
the the story of this guy is heartbreaking. I mean, truly, he's uh, a father, husband. He had a uh, he had a business. He was expecting, awaiting his um, his first grandchild. But if you if you want to hear what these people go through, it is not surprising. Uh, they oh, there's good news. They dropped the charges against Mark. So he he was a gas field service technician, survived by his mother, daughter, three siblings, and his daughter was expecting a child any any day now. So he won't be around for his grandchild. But you look at him. We got pictures, kind of a fat guy, got a beard on, got a Trump hat, two thumbs up, just walking, you know, just strolling through the Capitol, took some pictures. He first entered the Capitol. He went in for 30 seconds. <laughs> then he went through another open door and took some pictures and some video. And he's been destroyed. He's been destroyed. That's the crime is really not parading. It's not trespassing. It's just uh, being on the wrong team. And there's never been more of a better evidence of the two-tier justice system than these Colbert, these clowns, banging on doors, screaming, disrupting things. Uh, uh, Congress people from both parties called the Capitol Police they were, they didn't leave when they were told to leave. They got arrested. They got a lot of great, you know, big publicity out of it. They had this stupid puppet with them. And then all charges dropped. The charges, they said, were dropped because they uh, technically weren't, they, 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 cops didn't tell them they had to leave. The cops didn't, they walked through an open door, they were invited and then they just didn't uh, I don't know, leave promptly or whatever the hell. It was, if you read about it, it's a joke. This video of them harassing Congress people. Uh, what they did was much worse than what Mark Unkst did. Mark Unkst is dead now because he couldn't take it anymore. And everyone just, well, they'll ignore this, they'll ignore this. But I got a, uh, I got a thread here from another January 6th defendant. And it is incredible what... Uh, uh, what the, what they've gone through and how nobody gives a damn. It's remarkable. This is a January 6th defendant. He reached out to um, Steve Deese. He's a, uh, a, a Blaze uh, host, uh, a, a, a podcast host, pretty prominent guy, but he's you know been covering the story as we have and following some of these cases. And uh, I got to read this. I got to read this thread because it's incredible and it's completely just ignored by almost everyone in the media. We talk about Julie Kelly from American Greatness. There's a guy, Darren Beatty from Revolver. They cover this. They cover this incredible injustice. Nobody else gives a damn. Check this out. This is from a January 6th defendant awaiting trial. He says uh, he's a husband and a father who has zero criminal history. And I'm looking at years in prison after I took a plea. He took a uh, uh, negotiated a plea. He's not going to go to trial. He says, I may ask why people take a plea if they are in, I'm sorry, you may ask why people take a plea if they are innocent. Innocent has nothing to do with this, as my lawyer has told me over and over again. This is payback. There are only a handful of representatives in D.C. who care about us. The vast majority could not care less. They secretly despise Trump and anyone on the 6th as well. The DOJ knows this. There will be no reform of this government. There will be no going back. All there is now is the path ahead, but that path will never lead back to the country we once were. I watched for four years as our government that I pay taxes for try to impeach and even oust our president with sheer impunity. 
Hillary smearing stunt morphed into a coup that lasted Trump's entire term. Then I watched the election get stolen from the American people. All right, I'm going to pause right here. You, you don't have to agree with that. You could disagree. But since when, since when does that earn you a prison term? So he disagrees. He thinks the election was stolen. He's a, he's a conspiracy theorist. So what? We used to just dismiss conspiracy theorists and say, well, they're nuts. Now, now they do hard time for the crime. By the way, Lynn Cheney, Liz Cheney wants to make it a crime like a felony to question election results. <laughs> How do we get to this point? He goes on. So I went to DC to support the way I thought best. I wasn't violent. I didn't break anything. I didn't steal anything. And that doesn't matter. I lost my six figure income. My friends, my family is a wreck. I had the FBI in my home. I was bought, brought before a judge in shackles and I'm the lucky one. I get to remain free till sentencing. So this is the country that I now live in where the powerful few can attack an elected president attempting to remove him for four years and where elections no longer matter. We are no longer free. And this country was taken without firing a single shot. Guns are meaningless at this point. It was the first amendment that people should have been fighting for the most. I am now barely making a living doing manual labor for minimum wage until my sentencing is over. I was threatened with 20 years in prison something only murderers face. We couldn't change the venue and none of the motions to dismiss were accepted. So with the pleading of my wife, the extreme bias of DC and its jury pool of my peers and advice from my lawyer, I destroyed a part of me and signed a paper full of exaggeration, lies, and most importantly, a narrative that fits what they want. I am a Christian and somehow I feel damned. I lied to save my family. My pastor tells me about rehab, but it doesn't help. I don't look at myself in the mirror anymore. A part of me is dead. I now wake up longing for the Lord to take me. January 6th was a dark day. There was violence by some. That's reprehensible. No one should have broken anything or stolen anything or hurt anyone. Having said that, January 6th should be remembered as the last outburst from people who were sick of the coups against Trump, the lies about Russiagate, the double standard of the Bidens and how they obtained their wealth compared to the treatment of Trump, the double standard of BLM riders and everyone else, the forced, I don't know, the endless wars, the celebration of abortion to the government spending that has put children, not even born into life long into debt. The list goes on. This was, the last cry for the death of a nation. I don't know what's going to happen to my family now uh, while I'm gone for years. My wife has depended on me for a whole marriage. She's the only woman I've ever been with, the only woman I've ever loved. I hope she and my kids can make it without me. I'm a January 6th, 6th and I'm going to prison. So this guy committed no violence. He's going to prison for years and nobody cares. It's just... And he's, he's uh, strong enough, I guess, to, you know, not do what the uh, Mark Unks did uh, or Michael Perna, another January 6th defendant facing uh, a prison term for no violence. And he killed himself. There's at least a couple who have killed themselves. It's sick. And nobody gives a damn except, like I said, Julie Kelly, and a couple others. It's just ignored. You would think this would be a wild story. That is a wild, emotional, passionate, crazy story. 
and they're just ignored. They're in jail. No, no bail. The guy who stabbed, uh, I'm sorry, attempted to stab a sitting U.S. congressman and a candidate for mayor of uh, this uh, candidate for governor of the state of New York. That guy, he got out in time for breakfast. Uh, he got arrested again by the feds who obviously thought it was ridiculous. But, oh, by the way, the New York Times said the man was um, alleged to have confronted, allegedly uh, allegedly confronted Lee Zeldin. Those are the terms of the New York Times, which is absolutely just so dishonest, so corrupt and absolutely the enemy of the people. They said he confronted, I'm sorry, attempted to confront Lee Zeldin. He's on video lunging at him with a knife. And the New York Times says he attempted to confront. First of all, confronting is not a crime. <laughs> That's not what he's charged with, confronting Lee Zeldin. He tried to stab him, but Lee Zeldin has an R next to his name, so that is okay with the New York Times, just like these people, these, these, these nobodies, these people, this, this, whatever. So what I say was a gas technician, a gas service technician for Pennsylvania. Nobody cares about the guy. He's right. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll look at the comments here. I'll tweet about it. And people say, screw them. They committed the crime. I tweeted about the grandmother, 69 year old grandmother with cancer. Who's now doing was it? Three months in jail. We talked about her last week and half the comments are screw her. She committed the crime. She walked in an open door and took a selfie. And I mean, even if that's against the law, I don't know if you've noticed, but people who have uh, been rioting and looting and burning and uh, for, for the last couple of years, they don't go to jail. They don't do hard time, but a grandmother who walked in the people's house, walked in an open door, goes to jail and, and she'll have to, resume those cancer treatments, which he gets out. I know people, lots of people don't want to hear it. They don't want to read it. But uh, Julie Kelly's book is so mind boggling, so disturbing. You ha I literally had to put it down every couple of pages because there's one story after another about people who've lost it all, lost their businesses, their lives, their, their jobs, their family, their, their friends have shunned them because they walked through an open door, took some selfies and walked out. And then, you know, a month later, the FBI is raiding their homes. It is frightening what's happening to the uh, Department of Justice, to the whole, to the whole apparatus. It's being used against the the opposition. This is third world banana republic stuff. And and again, it's 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 bad enough. But 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 for other but for so many people to to support it, to tolerate, it, or to ignore it in the media. I'm going to guess you could read. I don't know, New York Times, Boston Globe, Washington Post, and for every day, and you'll never see a story like that guy told, a good story, a, a heartbreaking story. They'll just ignore it. They're part of the machine that's crushing these people, that's ruining their lives. It's truly scary. And uh, we'll just wait. We'll wait for the next guy to off himself or the next grandmother, and we'll keep you updated. But until, I guess, things can change in November or January, when the house changes and you could have investigations, you could actually call people before, before Congress. There's nothing more outrageous than this January 6th committee. I grant that I haven't spent a lot of time watching it because it's not legitimate. It's ill. It's un-American. There's never been a hearing where there's no opposition, where there's no dissent, where everybody's on the same team, where the rules won't allow any, any questions. I mean, essentially any good questions you can't ask 
about why the doors were open. You can't ask who Ray Epps is. You can't ask who, how many federal agents were in the crowd. You're not allowed to. Those things aren't allowed. Consider this, the, the, the media celebrated, like the AP, New York Times celebrated this, this Cassidy Hutchison, the big bombshell witness. She, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, she goes before this, this phony committee, this, this, this Banana Republic uh, show trial. She goes, goes under oath and said, Donald Trump tried to grab the wheel of the limo. We, we, we mocked her. They called that, you know, damning evidence and oh, evidence, all kinds of, you know, uh, people were, you know, supporting it and, and appraising it and celebrating it. They weren't allowed to call the actual guys who were in the car, who she claimed told her Trump tried to grab the wheel. That's fine. You want hearsay evidence? I guess, I guess it's allowed. The next day, you should call the guys who were in the car and say, did this actually happen? No, you're not allowed to because they know the guys who were in the car would refute it. So you get this lie from this low-level staffer, this 25-year-old nobody. She lies. She said Trump tried to grab the wheel, which is absurd on its face, and Trump threw food against the wall. Who are people who are actually in the room. Those people aren't allowed to testify because the whole freaking thing is rigged. It's truly a... a, 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 a an outrage what's going on in dc right now and you know it's nobody cares it's getting no traction nobody the general public is is has no interest in this trial their goal is to stop trump from running in 2024 and again i'm fine with that <laughs> let's let's clear a path for, for ron DeSantis. i'm okay with that but it's absolutely uh, uh it's unfair it's rigged it is a joke and we'll wait we'll see for more of these people to uh, you know kill themselves, maybe maybe uh, maybe that's the goal. Get these guys to just kill themselves. I love this, Geraldo. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. Geraldo had a couple of tweets saying Liz Cheney is an American hero who should be our next president. Liz Cheney, the woman who wants to destroy. She's a you know she used to be a Republican. She wants to destroy people in her own party because she hates Trump so much. She said stopping Trump is the most important issue in America today. Oh yeah, that's all people are worried about is the four hundred one ks go up in flames and they can't afford gas and groceries. They're saying yeah, this January sixth thing is so important. I'll say it again before we move on. This would be a great hearing. If it were fair, if we're honest, if you could have both sides, if you could call these people, like the guy in the limo, if you could call Ray Epps, if you could call the FBI director under oath and make him answer how many FBI guys were in the crowd, if you could call Nancy Pelosi and say, why didn't you call up the National Guard? If you could get actual questions and people under oath, it could be just groundbreaking historic. But it's one-sided. It's rigged. It's all theater. We've seen it. Everything is written in a on the teleprompter, everything is prepared for TV. They hired an ABC executive producer, former Good Morning America guy to make sure it's a slick TV production, but you only get one side. What good is that? What, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I've said it before. I've, I've, you know, I've watched Law & Order. I've watched, I've read John Grissom books. Since when is a trial only go? I mean, that is so un-American. You have a trial with only one side allowed to speak. We'll continue to watch it and uh, and mock it and uh, bring you the stories of these people who have just been destroyed, essentially for walking through an open door and parading, parading. I never knew such a thing as parading, but now there is, and it can put you away for years, years. But 
Uh, let's get to this, uh, the latest on the COVID insanity. We've asked this, I don't know, every day for the last couple months. Are we still doing this? Are we still doing this? This, our president has COVID. We talked about it last week. We all know it. If you follow him on social media, with not him, but if all the people who type, who write for tweets for him, they sent out some pictures, some video. He's holding meetings with a mask on remotely. He looks fine. He is fine. He'll be fine. I mean, he'll be what he was before, a completely, you know, compromised, uh, confused old man. But if Joe Biden in his state, and we've gone over before, he has asthma, he had brain aneurysms, he has can he had cancer from oil, oily rain, you know, he's he has dementia, and he's gonna be fine. He's gonna go back to work, do his usual two or three days a week, head to the beach. Uh if he can do his job and he can be fine, are you telling me we're still going to do this nonsense where we're not allowing like unvaccinated people to play sports? How it's, It was crazy before. It seems so much crazier now. We've told you about Novak Djokovic. He can't, he won Wimbledon. He can't play in the U.S. Open. A guy who's 30, whatever it is, 33, 34, is incredibly fit. One of the most fit people, one of the healthiest people on the planet. And he can't take an airplane, land in New York, and go play tennis. I'd love to sit down with somebody, some one of these phonies, Fauci or Burks, and say, can you just articulate to me why Djokovic can't play tennis in New York? Help me out here. It feels like we've moved on past most of the insanity, like the you know, arresting people for skate or for paddle boarding or only having three people at a funeral or just wearing a mask outside. It feels like we've moved past that. And yet the U S open won't let the best player in the world play because why? Cause he doesn't get a shot, but the shot doesn't stop the spread or doesn't stop you from getting it. So it, it might decrease your chances of hospitalization. If you're old or obese or frail and it might help you live. That's I believe that good old people, frail people, obese people should get it. But why does Novak Djokovic need it? Why does Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arredondo and Andrew Benitendi, why do they need it? Why do all these military guys, all these uh, National Guardsmen, why, why do they, these 20-year-old guys who are in the Marines, who are have like you know, 2% body fat and can run you know, five miles before breakfast, why, do, why does that person need it? Could someone tell me? Go ahead, give it a shot, Iron. Pretend you're you know, Dr. Burks. Why does, why does Paul Goldschmidt, who's probably the MVP of the National League, he's with the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals are heading to play the Blue Jays in Toronto this week. They're in the middle of a pennant race. Goldschmidt's the player in the National League. Nolan Arandano's up there, too, another MVP candidate. They can't get on the plane. They have to give up those games, give up that money, their salary. Their team is at a competitive disadvantage because of a – a border. So you go over the border and you don't have a vaccine. That's dangerous. But if you go, instead of going to Toronto, if you go to New York or Boston, that's not dangerous. Go ahead. Dr. Uh, Dr. Ironhead, explain to me, do your best devil's advocate. What sense does that make? We see, uh, me and big COVID were working in cahoots and I get 2% of oh. every shot administered. <laughs> so it's pretty big bag. <laughs> 
I understand they're all in the tank, and someday we'll real the whole world will realize what a snake Fauci is and what how much money he's made. So Dr. much, Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks, you can grab this. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've tweeted out, but you can get Dr. Burks admitting they lied. They lied to uh, promote the vaccine. They lied about the efficacy of. Uh, is is this the cut? She talks about how they exaggerated Mm -hmm. the messaging to get people vaccinated. Well, the the only reason at this point, you're right, to get people vaccinated is to blow another kiss to Big Pharma, to Pfizer, to create more Pfizer billionaires. And they're getting kickbacks. And as Fauci said, under oath to to Rand Paul, we don't have to divulge those. We (laughs) We can make money. We can get kickbacks. And we don't have to tell you. Now, someday, some way, Rand Paul, especially if they take back Congress and the Senate, that'd be great. They will force it. But we're going to find out that Fauci has got fabulously wealthy, and so has this lying witch. Uh, I mean, they were on front, in front of the cameras every day for whatever it was, a year. And now we found out, yeah, they were lying. Why? To promote vaccines. And I understand at the time it was a thing. They were all getting rich. We thought the vaccines were more effective, but now, now what, what, somebody, uh, you know, maybe, maybe one of our commenters can help me out. Why just why, why, why does Djokovic, why does Goldschmidt, why do they need to be vaccinated to play a sport? Why they're not going to get hospitalized. They're not going to die. If they get COVID, most of them have already had it. So if it doesn't, if hospitalizations and death don't matter, what else matters? See, it doesn't stop the spread. So what else is there? It's what a, other goal is there other than to sell vaccines? It's just a tennis thing at this point because even the Nets are allowed to have their own players play everywhere. So I think they're just holding it over his head because he refused to do it right off the jump and be a sheep well, like everyone else. That, oh, that's no question. There's a stubbornness and Fauci is, I mean, we know what kind of guy he is. He's never given it up. Uh, we know he's lied repeatedly. We know he's been wrong about everything. But one thing he never stops doing is pushing Pfizer products on people, is pushing these these uh, useless vaccines on young, healthy people. But uh, baseball is, is a huge issue, too. When you think about it, <clears throat> the and and uh, I know people have been talking about this the last couple of weeks. We, 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 we talked about it when the Kansas City Royals went into Toronto and couldn't bring 10 of their players, including all-star Andrew Benetini, 10. The, uh, I believe it's only three for the St. Louis Cardinals, but they're in a pennant race, and these are their two best players, and they just stay home and whatever, and hang out, go work out at the ballpark. They can't go because on principle, they, they did their research. This, I just read an interview with Goldsmith. He said, Goldsmith, he said he talked to a number of doctors and he researched it and he thought about it long and hard. That is a man, to me, that is a, a man of principle. You know, think of it, he's, he's not, he's not going to be forced to do something until he does his research and then he says, no, I don't believe in this. I don't think I need this. I'm not going to do it. But you're going to use, you're going to lose thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars probably when you can't play in these games. Okay. It's, it's the on principle, he's not doing it. You have to respect that. And I understood at the beginning it was controversial, but how the hell who is still saying good screw them. They didn't get the jab. But again, why, why, why does Paul Goldsmith need the jab? I, 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 I think it is, you're exactly right. It is stubbornness. That's all it is. Stubbornness. We, we, 
We, you must submit to us. We're in control. If you don't submit, we're not going to change. We're not going to give in. We're never going to say you were right. But you know what? They were right. Andrew Wiggins, another guy, showed courage to me. Andrew Wiggins said he regrets he regrets getting the, the, the vaccine because he was forced to do it against his will. And when you think about it, that, that if, if, you, if you don't get it, you look back, you say, yeah, I missed a few games, so I lost some money, but I did what I thought was right. Andrew Wiggins thought he shouldn't get it, but he did it anyway because they twisted his arm or actually held it over him that he wouldn't be able to play in certain cities, wouldn't be able to play in Toronto. Uh, but did did you uh, did you have that Deborah Burks thing? Because it's kind of important. Burks saying, admitting that they lied to the American public. Yeah. I mean, how is th- how is this not a crime? How is this not the biggest outrage you know of the day that these people we listen to every day we thought were experts were lying? She Go says ahead, it's play. she says it so casually too, like a throwaway. She's like, eh, you know, it's what we thought. Right. And, and that's what they did. Your take on a lot of people looking at the president now having this and all these people who have been fully vax, vaccinated and, and boosted and all that, and they're getting it. The 20 percent or so of Americans who've not been vaccinated might look at that doctor and say, well, why bother? Why bother? What do you what do you tell them? Well, if you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will. But let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. Were older and vaccinated. 50% of the people were vaccinated who died. And she just says that. You're right, so casually. Let's be clear. Half the people who died of Omicron were vaccinated. Wait, what? You said it would protect against death. But it is amazing. We overplayed it. We overplayed it. And you, you catch what she, else she did very casually there? She promoted another Pfizer product. Yep. You know, this is what's going to save you now. Just log on to Pfizer.com, the show presented by Pfizer. It, these people are shameless. And it, it, I understand. We I, I've been saying for two years that they're, they're liars and they're frauds. But we're still putting them on TV. We're still asking them questions about the vaccine when we know a, it doesn't work. And B, they've been lying about it for two for a year and a half. <laughs> what? When do people wake up and just say these people are not honest brokers? This is not an honest woman. She is a liar. Yeah, I'm so glad I never got it. But what happens uh, if the Blue Jays make the World Series? Are they gonna just? That's a good question. I was gonna get to that. They, uh, I know uh, Clay Travis was talking about this over the weekend. Think of this: Blue Jays get to the playoffs. The team, I mean, they're not going to play the Royals, but say they played the Cardinals in the World Series. So the best players, the two best players in the Cardinals can't go play on in, say, the uh, whatever, the home. They get to play at home. They can't play on the road. How is that okay with, like, the Players Association? How is that okay with MLB? Again, nobody questions it. Nobody fights back. Nobody pushes back. Think of that. You don't get to bring your best players just because this ridiculous ban and the Players Association is nowhere to be found. The, the MLB says nothing. They just say, okay, you stay home. 
and they they count on the media, you know, the, the woke sports media, ESPN and the rest, to shame the player. Like we, we talked about that with, with uh, Dan Shaughnessy ripping the hell out of Tanner Houck, the Red Sox closer. But how, do, how are you blaming the player when the rule makes no sense? Why don't you blame the rule? Why don't you blame Canada? Why don't you blame these frauds like like Deborah Burks? It's, I mean, Tanner Houck is like Goldsmith and, and Jokovic and Ironhead. He doesn't have any regrets. <laughs> he doesn't regret. He thinks he did the right thing. He thinks this the whole thing was unnecessary, and each and every day he's proven correct. It is remarkable how little outrage there is when you have this unbelievable advantage for the Blue Jays that all the half the teams from the U.S. can't bring their best players because they didn't get the jab. And it works both ways, obviously. Djokovic can't play in the U.S. Everyone knows it's ridiculous, but these people have been exposed to just stubborn just stubborn little monsters who just can't cede any control. And they admit it. They admit it. And now, by the way, yeah, uh, commenter makes a good point. You know, get ready for monkeypox. Get ready for monkeypox. You want to see dishonest messaging? Listen to the public health officials tell you, you know, children and, uh, you know, grandmothers are in danger of monkeypox when they know exactly how it's transmitted and they know that they're in no, we're in no danger. You know what? You're not going to hear them saying, uh, if you don't get the monkeypox vaccination, you're not going to hear people saying, oh, but you're killing grandma because you're not killing grandma if you don't get uh, vaccinated against monkeypox. Yeah, by the way, Fauci came out over the weekend. Fauci's uh, pension, it'll be like half a million a year. His pension, his pension is more than the president of the United States earns per year. That is crazy. He is just such a vile little creature, but. I had to get that off my chest. All right, let's do uh, let's do my pillow, and then we'll get to uh, Al Gore's latest. I was wondering where, where Al Gore was. Al Gore has some thoughts on the climate deniers. Al Gore, who who's <laughs> the I would say, if you had to rank great con men, you know, great like Bernie Madoff would be, you know, top five. Oh yeah, for sure. Al Gore's top one or two greatest con men of all time. He's made more money off this grift than anybody. We know that. And uh, I know John Kerry is, is uh, making a run out of, but Kerry's not making nearly, he doesn't need the money, but he's not making nearly the money. Al Gore had like, Al Gore was worth like a million bucks when he went, uh, uh, when he won the presidency, the vice presidency. And now he's worth like 300 million. He has made a fortune off lying to people, off scaremongering, we has his, we have his latest thoughts, and uh, we want to congratulate the uh, NYPD boo for NYPD for getting another <laughs> squirt gun off the street. And we have the worst song ever from the worst person ever to play in the NFL. But first, let's do uh, let's do my pillow. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. 
MyPillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half-off slippers, six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Jerry. All right, have you tried Callahan Coffee yet? Well, you should. It's really good stuff. Our first branded product, this is a premium dark roast blend roasted fresh to order in Waltham, Mass. The Callahan Coffee Blend combines beans from three continents to create a unique natural coffee flavor rich with chocolate and sweet with caramel taste notes, creating a full-body dark roast with low acidity. People keep telling us they love it. They keep ordering more. You got to try it. Callahan Coffee is a great way to directly support this show. So order now at CallahanCoffee.com. That's CallahanCoffee.com. Right, quickly, let's get to... Uh, uh, Al, Al Gore. I mean, I, 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 I wonder when there'll be pushback. I feel it coming. I feel people are uh, getting tired of this insane overreach. This, I mean, there was a guy over the weekend. I forget who he was. Some expert, some climate alarmist, not saying we have to stop eating. He said, beef, eggs, and milk. No more beef, eggs, and milk. Those are indulgences we can't afford. So to save, you know, the planet to keep the planet from burning up. We have to stop drinking milk and eating, eating eggs for breakfast. I guess we're supposed to, I don't know, eat bugs, but, <laughs> and, and every day it gets crazier. It gets just crazier. We had people like every day gluing themselves to paintings. That's a new thing. Like every time I see that I start, you know, coming around because you see someone glue themselves to Picasso. You say, you know, maybe we are ruining the planet. People are going to start pushing back. They're sick of it. We see it in Norway. We saw it in Canada. You know, they're going to ban fertilizer, ban farming, essentially, unless you're growing something, you know, Bill Gates approves of. But uh, Al Gore had perhaps the most contemptible uh, comparison of those people who are skeptical, you know, crazy people who think maybe me having a, you know, know, scrambled eggs for breakfast is not the reason it's 97 degrees in Boston. Maybe there's really not a direct connection. You say that, you think that, you are as bad as the cowards of Evaldi who wouldn't go in and save the kids. Let's listen. Said that I really agree with is that if we want more pro-climate policies, we need to elect more pro-climate senators and representatives in both parties. And we've got an election coming up. And uh, this is time for all of us to step up. You know, the climate deniers uh, uh, are really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door uh, while the children were being massacred. They heard the screams, they heard the gunshots, and uh, nobody stepped forward. And God bless those families who've suffered so much. And law enforcement officials tell us that's not typical of what uh, law enforcement usually does. And confronted with this global emergency, what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing uh, is not typical of what we are capable of 
as human beings. We do have the solutions. And I think these extreme events that are getting steadily worse and more severe are really beginning to change minds. We have to have uh, unity as a nation to come together and stop making this a political football. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Honest honest question. Do you think he's given up cheeseburgers? Do you think he's given up, you know, omelets, eggs? Do you think he's given up, you know, milk? Do you think he's given up flying private? I just checked. I was right. He's worth $300 million. Monthly monthly income, $2 million from, you know, jetting around, giving speeches and and brainwashing these these idiots who are blocking traffic and, and gluing themselves to paintings. And, I mean, it just... I, I, I just so silly. It's just downright silly. I understand people want to believe in something. I understand that's how cults are born. Minds of mush who get molded by con men like this. But okay. Give, give me, help me out here. We, 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 us again, 4% of the world's population, 6% of the world's carbon emissions. So if I'm in the U S and I drive a Honda pilot, I'm making the planet hotter. If I'm in the, if I'm, in the U.S., and I have a cheeseburger for dinner. I'm making how? Oh, because cow farts, cow farts. Oh, so cow farts are the reason it was 97 yesterday. And all it takes is something simplistic like that. Oh, it's a hot day, a hot day in summer. It doesn't matter that there's been many hot days, hotter days. It doesn't matter that that's what happens. It doesn't matter that these same clowns were telling us we're headed for an ice age 40 years ago. People want something to believe in and, and, and flim flam artists like him and Kerry, they give them something and they believe in it. And then they get angry if you don't believe in it. It's, it's just, it is scary. And I hope at some point there, there's pushback the way there is in, you know, Canada and Norway and, and other places, because these people are dangerous. They're downright dangerous. You know, they want to ban farming and ban beef and you're going, wait, 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 wait. Do you do that? Do you give up? Do you sacrifice anything? Do you think Al Gore sacrifices anything in his life? Think there's anything he doesn't do because, you know, climate change. I don't. But comparing people who are skeptical to the Uvalde police, the cowards of Uvalde, is pretty sick. I don't know why his head went there. And what didn't he? Uh, what's what's his his other rumors? He invented the Internet, right? Yeah, that's what he claimed. I mean, he's, he's a, he is just the worst. That's why he's kind of disappeared. Well, for one, two reasons is because people, you know, hate him, don't believe a word he says. But he's also, you know, making a fortune. He's uh, We've gone over this before. His house in Tennessee uh, uh, used 30 times more energy than any house, other house in the town he lived in. His house in L.A. is his massive mansion out in Malibu. He hasn't flit, flown public in like 30 years. He's the ultimate hypocrite. And you really have to be stupid to, to believe him and follow him. But there it is again, the, the weather map from, <laughs> from Germany, where the temperature has gone down, but the colors have got scarier. That's, <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's get to the, uh, I'll quickly do the, I want to do the NYPD, uh, NYPD tweet. And, you know, we, we respect the New York Police Department. Big fans, big fans, the NYPD, but this is just ridiculous. This is a couple of days after a sitting congressman was uh, so, uh, was attacked. I'm sorry, confronted, attempted to confront, where a guy tried to stab a candidate for governor with a knife, a blade, uh, tried to kill him, essentially. And uh, the guy was set free the next day. But 
you know, they're busy. This is again in the city, but they're busy taking dangerous weapons off the streets. Let me, let me read this uh, tweet. It says, uh, last night, great work by our public safety officers, uh, whom removed a, what does that say? A orb beer. Do you know what that is? Or bees. Yeah. Removed no an or bees gun off our streets. Okay. You're a gun expert. What's an or bees gun. I don't know. Let me look. Oh, that's the company or bees <laughs> or bees. So they're busting kids with squirt guns on a hot day in New York city. I mean, there are guys, I don't know if you saw this, there's a video today over the weekend, a guy got hit and run. This car hits a guy. And he's hurt. He's in critical condition. He's laying out on the street. They jump out of the car and they rob him blind. They steal his wallet and his, his whatever his money and take off all on video. That guy, those two guys who jumped out of the car, they're still free. But the kid who had the super soaker, he's, he's, uh, he's been disarmed. I don't know if he's been arrested. Do you get arrested for carrying a squirt gun in New York city? I don't know, but that, <laughs> that gun looks legit. Like it, it literally looks legit, but it's, but it's orange. How is it orange and white? That is that what it? Uh, what what other gun looks like that? Well, the orange on the muzzle is to indicate that it is a toy, but the rest of it is. It even looks like it has the working parts of a real AR, and it looks like it, it's got oh, iron really? sights. It, it's got iron sights, and it's got a red dot on it in a magazine drum. So, like, if this was real and it was a ploy, that would have been bad. Well, I mean, that's what guns, that's how they used to work. Your toy guns were supposed to look like real guns, but you know, and maybe you fool the cops, but when they find it, they say, oh, I'm sorry. That's a squirt gun, an air rifle. Oh, it's actually, uh, it's actually more like a pellet gun. Uh, Mark Landers in the comments is saying. You put the pellets in water and they grow. And then you shoot. I've never heard of this, but I mean, honestly, even if you took it off the streets and you're, you're, this is not some podunk little police department. This is the NYPD. You're really going to be bragging about this. <laughs> Great work guys. Great work. Great work. All right. Let's get to what do I have to do? Shay. Let's do yes. Shay. And then we'll get to the worst song ever recorded by the worst person who's ever played in the NFL. Shay concrete. You know what they can do for you, you know, this summer. You got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one. Shay has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps, bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment, an upgrade in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. I, I think we, we've gone over this before. We've gone to his resume. There is no worse human being. Us, I'm not talking again about murderers like like O.J. Simpson or Ray Carruth. Just, there's never been a worse human being. Uh, just 
a person of less less quality than Antonio Brown, the, 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 I mean, the guy who farted in the doctor's face during a physical and posted it, bragged about his friend, recorded it, and he posted it and thought it was hilarious. A guy who didn't pay movers, you know, hardworking guys who moved his stuff from one mansion to the other, stiffed them. A guy who quit on every team he's played for, essentially, but quit in the middle of a game, took his clothes off or some of his clothes and 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 ran off the field, quit on Tom Brady in the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Just a piece of garbage. He's got another career now, though. He's uh, he's uh, rapping or uh, singing and dancing and thinks, I'm sure people around him have told him he's wonderful, but this is an actual event, a concert. Look at that huge crowd. Not sure who decided it was uh, appropriate for Antonio Brown to go out there and sing his new song. But watch this or listen to this and tell me this isn't the worst noise you've ever heard. Go ahead. What you got on, A.B.? What you got on, A.B.? Chase Davis on the beat, yeah. Put that shit on. Do your dance, Put that shit on. Do your dance, Put that shit on. Do your dance, Put that shit on. People actually know this song. Sing alone? Sounded it. I admit, I admit, I admit, I'm not a big uh, fan and not very uh, up on it. Is that, is that like real? Is that like a song that people are like and you know, buy and sing and support? I mean, that's so awful. That's just so awful. I don't like it. I will say, though, I have heard significantly worse. Have you? Yeah. Any like, of these new, uh, any of these new mumble rappers who think it's cool to just be like, bah, 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 and they it, they call it music, and that's literally how it sounds. Uh, Antonio Brown, I just he just he's just so he's such so loathsome. But is that like a song you hear on the radio? I mean, is that people? <laughs> I think it'd be heavily edited. <laughs> yeah, it'd be heavily edited. Oh, maybe God, that's true. Live, it's just so awful. It's just he's just so awful. It's just is he is he with anyone? Is he signed it with anyone? Is he playing for anyone? I'm guessing he's toast. Oh, would you want him? I mean, I realize he was that every time I see him or hear him or read about him, I see. Mike Tomlin doesn't get enough credit. What an unbelievably great, you know, just great coach he is. Wow. The video of him performing has 2.6 million views. Crazy. It's gone mega viral. Uh, And everyone's obviously making fun of it online, but 2.6 million people viewed that garbage we just watched. That's, that's remarkable. But I think it's the worst song I've ever heard. And I've done my list before, like the hundred worst or 10 worst songs. To review, Abracadabra by Steve Miller is the worst song ever. Uh, but uh, Antonio Brown, I'll put him in the top five. Uh, but update on the on the uh, Boston Red Sox since uh, since one of the owners called the fans their fans Red Sox fans racist as fuck didn't make much of a make my noise in, in Boston. People were afraid they were cowering. They didn't want to criticize LeBron James, but. 
Sounds like he cut the heart out of his team. I'm just saying numbers, numbers don't lie. And we have the introduction to uh, Ironhead's. Uh, was it? Was this the beginning of your stand-up career? I know your career no. was was epic for five years. You were uh, <laughs> huge no, on this, the stand-up circuit. This was the last time I did stand-up. It was in like uh, January. Uh, I just did it one time. It was right before I started on this show full time. All right, good. I'm looking forward to that. Do I have to do anything else? Are we all caught up. We're all caught up. Excellent, uh, excellent. I the uh, I tweeted this out uh, yesterday. Uh, since LeBron James, who is a part owner of the Boston Red Sox, I think it's July 16th, LeBron James on his whatever show, his podcast, said Boston fans are racist as fuck. Now, he laughed, and obviously most of the media just you know agree with him or are afraid to, to speak out. It's remarkable how little pushback there was about this from a guy who had no evidence presented no evidence just said oh yeah they uh, they sold t-shirts he said this he lied said the celtics showed t-shirts that said fuck lebron james and he talked about you know people heckling him but there was not racist as we know they're, they're, <laughs> the world would have stopped spinning if there were if anyone used a racial slur on lebron they didn't but he hates boston boston hates him so he lies and you know this is a guy again who owns part of the red sox talking about Red Sox fans, lying about Red Sox fans, and very little pushback. Nothing from John Henry, Linda Pizzuti. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Linda Pizzuti posted a video of her fly fishing in Idaho. Such a woman of the people. Nothing about LeBron James, her co-owner. Nothing. It's, it's, it's amazing how cowardly these people are. But, you know, karma's a bitch. I just did the numbers. Since LeBron slandered Red Sox fans, they, uh, they're winless and the score, they've been outscored 67 to 13. <laughs> That's not a typo. This is baseball uh, 67 to 13. They're now 500 in third place and sinking fast. And I think most fans are hoping they sell at the deadline because this team stinks and, uh, you know, no word, no word from co-owner LeBron still. No word, no evidence, no facts to support his his uh, ridiculous uh, accusation. And, of course, nothing from anybody on ESPN except support because they love, they love LeBron. But we will uh, we'll keep track of that. You know, keep track of the, uh, the ticker, the ticker since LeBron slandered the city, uh, since Red Sox owner LeBron James slandered the city. It was 59 to nine and the, yeah, yesterday they lost eight to four. So it's 67, 13. And then, and that's only five games, I believe <laughs> 67. They lost one game 28 to five, which was pretty hilarious. I'm enjoying it. I don't care. I'm enjoying it. This team, they, this is exactly what these people, what the Pazootis deserve. So I will be enjoying it. But and, and inside the park I, grand slam might be the most rare play in sports. <laughs> that's true. I would say, well, this this come funky triple plays and stuff like that. Or, uh, but, but I would say that's pretty rare, pretty amazing. And uh, I'd say, you know, some of the guys on the team have quit. God knows the uh, center fielder, uh, the Duran, he, uh, he uh, misjudged the ball, landed well behind him and saw no need to go run after it. Just let it go. Let it go. Uh, and uh, started the next day word from the manager. I'm telling you, Maybe something to this when Alex Cora can't 
when he doesn't have a camera in center field and a guy banging on trash cans, mm-hmm. he's not quite the manager he is when he has those, uh, those little uh, benefits. So uh, things aren't going well for the hometown team. And we're only a few days from the deadline. So maybe we'll end up selling trading to Martin and Ben, but uh, uh, at least they, uh, yeah, they're trailing, they're trailing. I just looked at the standings, they're trailing uh, Toronto and they are trailing uh, Tampa. They are 17 and a half games behind the New York Yankees. One and nine in the last 10. They're now 48 and 48 a half game up on the Baltimore Orioles. They are a half game from the basement in the division and it couldn't happen to a nicer bunch. All right, let's get to this before we wrap this up. You dug out the sound from your introduction to in your last, uh, is this your, one of your final comedy uh, stand-up appearances? Yeah, this is the last one I did. I hadn't done it in a while. And this woman who's introducing me, I've known forever, which is what makes this even funnier. And um, so she asked, okay, is this, uh, Madison Square Garden, what are we talking about? This, this, uh, this is a uh, like a little basement venue in Nashua, New Hampshire. Base, what's it called? I used to know Nashua, know it well. Um, what's it called? I believe this was Fodies. Fodies. Mm-hmm. So you're making an appearance at Fodies, mm-hmm. and a woman you've known forever is introducing you. Right. And uh, <laughs> she, like, she, she gets my credits, or my quote, credits mixed up, saying I invented Blind Mike Project, which is funny. <laughs> I played this for Blind Mike. He, 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 he loved it. <laughs> How many people are in the crowd? How many people are in the place? 15, maybe. <laughs> no. Yeah. 15. Yeah. So mom and dad didn't go to this one. No, nah, this was just an open. I was like, I didn't really tell anyone until uh, I was done. I just went and did it because I hadn't done it in a while. And uh, there's someone recorded uh, this intro and it's all I really have. So it cuts off. Real excellent. Quick. I'm lis- let's listen. All right. Pull this. <laughs> it's brutal. Oh, and she gets my name wrong. So look out for that. <laughs> Uh, that I'm going to bring to the stage. He is local. He is fun. I remember meeting him and being blown away by his humor. Please, one moment. As I look at my notes. Put your hands together, everyone, for the gentleman who created the Blind Mike Project and very good show, Chris Akone, everyone. Oh, you're not wearing a your hat. I hate that one. She remembers me so well, she had to read it. <laughs> oh, you're not going to let me hear anymore? That's, that's it? where it we cuts off. We, yeah. don't, we don't get to hear your big opening line? Oh, that's not where it cuts off. You're <laughs> full of it. That's where it cuts off. You look pretty comfortable there, though. You don't look that nervous. I mean, you look kind of fat, but you don't look that nervous. I've lost weight since then, Jerry. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's those clothes, those winter clothes. It was January. It's cold. <laughs> Chris Acone, she's this is a woman you've known for years, forever. It was so funny. <laughs> she's like, so Chris, how long was your how, how long did you perform? I ten minutes maybe. I can't even picture it. I need, I need, I need some more sound. Find more. I want more. I get I can't picture you doing ten minutes of stand up. I have DVD. I mean, no I have, offense, but you, you haven't made me laugh like in a month. Oh come on. Come on, Jerry. Yeah, maybe three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I have DVDs uh, somewhere. If I find them, I'll I'll transfer them to like a thumb drive so I can pull them up. But. Good, good. All right. Uh, commenter points out that Bill Spears, the obnoxious Boston fan, had a, a good piece in the Herald, and he did about LeBron. I should give him credit because most of the media is afraid to touch it, and he went after it, and he went after the Pazooties. That's a good point. Uh, Dan commenter says. Uh, 
Chris Acone is my favorite comedian. He's your favorite comedian. Chris wow, Acone. That's yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't know you had fans. I didn't know you had fans. I need you to find some sound. I want to, I just, I'm, I'm trouble, I'm trouble picturing it. Picturing it. I'm having trouble picturing it in my mind. You doing 10 minutes of humorous material. I did, Sorry. I did stand up for uh, Terry O'Reilly once. That was fun. Well, did he laugh? Yeah. And then he uh, he started sho- he started shoving his friend after they had a few drinks. He started shoving his friend and pretending to fight him. It was awesome. I love Terry yeah, O'Reilly. He's a good guy. All all the goon, all the guy, all the fighters are great guys. Yeah. Terry O'Reilly's a great guy. You know, Lyndon Byers, Jay Miller, they're all great guys. It's just mm. something about them. They're they're maniacs on the ice, but off the ice, they're they're awesome. They've been punched in the Chris face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe, but all right, we got to leave it there. Did I forget anything? I'm just looking. So much uh, going on on Mondays. Nothing we can't do tomorrow. Nothing we can't do tomorrow. Yes, we'll see. Pretty soon, you know, our president will be back at work, and he'll be, you know, he'll be fine. And all these guys, all these incredible athletes, will still be banned. It's so so silly. Uh, but anyway, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. Thanks to you, Chris Acconi. <laughs> I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Well, the tide is turning in Massachusetts after years of watching Democrats raise taxes, hinder local businesses, silence the voices of parents, and disrespect the police. The people have had enough. Go to MassGOP.org to learn more, get involved, or make a contribution. In these tough economic times, rely on 1AAuto.com. Save money and empower yourself. In good times and bad, get great prices. Watch 1A Auto's massive library of free how-to videos. Fix it yourself easy and fast with 1AAuto.com.